and people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution. and welcome to We The People Show. This is your host, Tiger, and for the first time, we will... This is the, this is the episode with uh, co-host Bradley's debut. So, Bradley, tell us a bit, little, bit, little bit about yourself to the, our audience. Well, hello, friends. Uh, I, am, I am now the new co-host, as you know. Um, uh, I am... I'm uh, 21 years old. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. And uh, I'm currently majoring in economics. And hopefully with that degree, I can get myself a good uh, think tank job and work with economic policy in that matter. Awesome. And uh, since uh, we had to let AJ go, we found we were lucky, blessed to have another person substitute for him. So thank you, Bradley. My pleasure. Now, this episode isn't a specific topic. We were going to have a topic, but... It was supposed to be a debate about abortion, but due to time constraints, we couldn't make that happen. So we're just going to talk about current events, such as, as I list, uh, Cuties, Netflix controversy, and uh, the Mulan controversy regarding China's role in what they're doing in Xinjiang. And uh, also as well as uh, the election, for sure. So Bradley, what are your thoughts? You, you could begin with any topic. Hmm. Well, I suppose since you've uh, listed the general topics, it'd be best if we went in chronological order as listed. Uh, Cuties, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a disgusting film. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like what same person in their mind would think about creating a movie that sexualizes young little girls, especially when you have uh, the largest, when you have. A huge sex trafficking ring going on right now and uh, young women and children are the main targets it's just it's disgusting and um, yeah and I, I was glad to see uh, someone like Tulsi Gabbard one of the few Democrats with principles for that matter to speak out against it mm-hmm. and not just like conservatives like I received a text a few days ago and this text was literally from a person who in a disgusting way, defended cuties, and his or her reason was she quoted, as I quote, conservatives hate this film because they hate empowered women. Like, really? Empowered women? They're underage. Yeah, they're not even women yet. Right. And it should be, it just in general, it should be anybody with a right mindset to denounce this film, condemn it, because uh, it doesn't matter who you are, conservative, progressive, everyone was... Uh, just common sense should just like op out. This is a this is just wrong morally. I agree one hundred percent. And I, I loved how uh, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, Republican from Texas, um, excuse me, uh, sent a, a request letter to the Department of Justice to investigate cuties to see if it violates uh, uh, any. Uh, I think it was like pornography laws in the U.S. Um, yeah, I believe China child porn or something. Yeah. Now, uh, in my opinion, from the outcome of it, I think uh, we. Uh, first of all, I, I can't believe Netflix allowed like that movie to be put up their streaming service, and uh, I. Uh, 
Uh, I do hope Netflix takes it down, and I think there should be a pressure campaign on Netflix to do so. Um, I, th I think at most we could uh, uh, Netflix could be charged for uh, um, enabling pornography. Uh, now for the filmmakers themselves, I'm not quite sure since the filmmakers are uh, foreign. They're they're from France, so maybe at most you could put pressure on uh, uh, the French government to do something about it. Well, yes, yeah. I was about to say that uh, regarding the cast, the, the directors, the producer, etc. It all has to go down to pressuring the French government to do something, the French authorities, right, and to prosecute accordingly based on French law. Hopefully President Emmanuel Macron could do something about it. Right. And uh, as Senator Cruz, I listened to his podcast show, and he was talking about another topic, something with Russia and the EU. But as for this situation, he, he as a senator should do something such as oh, um, appeal or reach out to the French, amb French ambassador in the U.S. or the U.S. or recommend the U.S. ambassador in France to to contact President Macron to prosecute accordingly. Now, as for the next segment of the day, it's the Mulan controversy regarding. Oh, there was a hashtag first of all, boycott Mulan because uh, oh, one scene from that movie was based on uh, was filmed in. Xinjiang, a region where China, sup not supposedly, but definitely had concentration camps for Uyghur Muslims. Yeah. Ravi, what's your take on it? Yeah, from what I heard, like there was a couple of scenes that were uh, filmed just a couple miles away from the concentration camps, and uh, again, it's kind of like, uh, like you know, uh, I'm 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 for free markets and everything, but you know, these big tech American companies need to be held accountable for promoting bad things like this, you know. Or enab uh, enabling things like this, you know, from pornography to, um, you know, um, Disney putting up uh, uh, this film and uh, allowing filming in this location of where there are over a million Uyghurs uh, being held in camps. And, like, this, this just isn't right. And, uh, yeah. And uh, regarding... For me personally, honestly, and it's just that I, I originally want to see the film because I want to see how much they changed in like 10 or 11 years since the animation to live action. Mm -hmm. But once I heard about this controversy, this camps, it kind of brought an ethical dilemma on me or in terms of whether or not I should see it. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it kind of sucks too because it's like, you know, you wanted to see what the difference was, but now you feel morally obligated not to um, allow Disney to get its money by streaming this movie. Yeah, because I, I don't want my friend to unfortunately contribute to Disney's like, immor like just not moral the way that their profits are came from. Yeah, and like for a big company like Disney, that like, it's pretty hard to boycott, right? Because a big majority of movies we enjoy like the Marvel movies Star Wars is a big one a lot of the Pixar animated movies like and you know upcoming man the upcoming second season of The Mandalorian mm -hmm. like that's all owned by Disney and you know we really like those films too so it's like you know how can you boycott a big company like that so, so I, I guess at best I could boycott the Mulan movie yeah that's uh, yeah. one way to go but 
As for my situation, just in your opinion, what what would your suggestion be? Um, <clears throat> uh, my suggestion would be uh, perhaps uh, putting a pressure campaign on Disney to uh, remove this movie uh, from their streaming service, right. and putting out a, a donating money to Yuga uh, uh, refugees, and uh, you know show that they they have their best interests in mind, uh, if they do. Guess uh, kind of heading in that right direction too, and and re- as regards to the movie itself, if CCP dad somehow that's my nickname by the way <laughs> to for my father since he's a Chinese communist. Anyway, if he got a copy or something, or ha- somehow he got the movie, or when I return home this winter break, eh, I'm probably gonna opt out because of this whole Uyghur camp situation. Yeah. Just give an, I would just give an excuse and not to see it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think yeah, for Mulan. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it's on Disney Plus, so you know, right. you can decide. So but you, probably... you know, if your if your dad wants to do like a family night or something, you'd say uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Pick another one. Yeah, and another added note: I think the main actress who plays Mulan, um, I th- I believe she's a Chinese national, and uh, she said she supported the. Uh, Hong Kong law enforcement that was yeah. that was committing actual police brutality against the Hong Kong protesters. Right. Initially, I, I well, not initially, but right now too, I value her free speech opinion. But it just, that's the whole point of free speech. You value their right to do so, to express that way, even if you disagree. Well, of course. And yeah, that there's no like. Further explanation there is pretty self explanatory. Yeah, pretty exp- uh, explanatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a rough day today. Yeah, same, bro. It's, uh, it's getting it's, back from the grind. It's but cool. still, I also like value me and her and everybody of Chinese descent, who, even though things are getting hectic over there. Yeah. Because I, from the start, I support the protesters' right to freedom of speech and yeah. freedom to assemble. Yeah. So, yeah, not just China is getting in hot water regarding the Uyghur thing. It's also getting, they are also getting in hot water with Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, it's not directly rele- related to this topic, but also similar. The NBA is another... I wouldn't say company, but they also like profit from China, but they also yeah. seem to ignore the abuses going on in Chinese basketball camps. Yeah, you're right. It's a company too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and another thing regarding adding up to the Hong Kong thing, not Hong Kong, Hong Kong and NBA, like the the, the what's it called? NBA allows jerseys to to be custom made, like. You could put anything on it, but uh-huh. somehow they just block messages such as "Free Hong Kong," mm-hmm. but allows like social justice messages to be on there. Yeah. So, what's your take on that thing? Well, as the NBA, um, we can always disagree with what they do, but however, with them being a private company, they can also decide what what they want to promote and what they don't want to promote. So. You know, you can't really do much there other than, you know, once again, putting a pressure campaign on them to um, make jerseys about freeing Hong Kong, you know, because to to say, like, you know, 
the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, they're trying to, they're saying that they support uh, human rights, but um, at the same time ignoring uh, the human rights of certain other people in Hong Kong. So, uh, in a way, they're they're not they're not fully embracing the uh, oh we're we're pro human rights movement because you know if if you were to do that you would allow both Black Lives Matter and Free Hong Kong but they're only promoting one agenda yeah they're only looking at it one sided mm-hmm. because uh, if they say oh Black 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 Lives Matter which they do by the way but they say yeah. nothing about the China situation like Hong Kong then that's hypocrisy in a way. Yeah, and and keep in mind when I criticize the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm not saying Black Lives uh, don't matter. Black Lives do matter, um, just as every life. Uh, however, the movement is also like ignores it when, uh, when if it's a black cop that's killed, or if it's a black man killed by another black man, or if it's a black baby killed by abortion, they ignore those uh, Black Lives too. So, in that movement, in my opinion, they're not for Black Lives. Yeah, they're I for an agenda. The founders of the BML even admitted they're trained Marxists, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And anyway, uh, yeah, that's the second topic on the agenda today regarding Mulan and everything. Such and as as such, and finally, we have the election. So Bradley, what's your take? First of all. Hmm. Well, I've noticed in the, in the last couple of weeks, Trump has been rising in the national polls. And uh, I think uh, on that on the average national poll last time I checked, I think Biden only has a five point lead ahead of Trump. And uh, keep in mind, like uh, I, I don't really take like national polls like uh, that. Um, I only take them with a grain grain of salt because we saw the same thing in twenty sixteen with Hillary Clinton, right? Mm-hmm. And also you gotta take into account they're just only really counting the popular vote. They don't really count the battleground states, which is what's really gonna come down to it in the election. Because it, it doesn't matter if you win the popular vote. It's what matters is when you if you win the electoral vote. Right. That's yeah. what makes you president. And if uh, y'all were thinking why if uh, the electoral vote matters, why? What's the point of having a popular vote? Well, from my research and understanding, it's because uh, electors. You're not voting for the person. You're voting for electors. All five hundred and thirty-eight of them. Right. And I I believe. They use uh, the popular vote to decide on how they are going to cast their vote, usually in December. Correct, yeah. Uh, I think that's what happened in the 2016 election, too, and uh, many other presidential elections we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and from what I can see is that uh, after, the R- uh, after the RNC convention boost for Trump and uh, him doing the coronavirus briefings, I, I think he's still doing those. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I believe he is. Yeah, and him cracking down on rioters, uh, along with not really saying anything that's kind of dumb or out there. Like, I think it's helped him a lot. And also, Biden's just like, anytime he speaks, anytime he comes out of the basement, he just fumbles. Like, he, he can't complete a sentence. Yeah. And that's and that's why I'm looking forward to the first presidential debate here on, uh, on September 9th in Ohio. And that's going to be covered... In the next episode, folks, called Expectations, the first of Trump-Biden debates. And anyway, uh, not just Biden, like as for Biden itself, 
himself, not just him, but the focus is on, on the media. If you all pay attention on the questions the media asked Trump versus how they asked uh, Biden. And for Joe Biden, I noticed they always seem like something you would ask a, a little kid. Yeah. Compared to how the media went went hard on President Trump. Yeah. Oh, de- yeah, definitely. And, and in fact, as you already know, Democrats are afraid uh, to have him on the debate stage because they know like he's, he's not going to perform well. And not only like he can't complete a sentence, he contradicts himself all the time. Like uh, recently he said uh, he doesn't want to ban fracking, even though a year ago he said he was going to get it banned. Yeah. Yeah, flip-flopper there. And mm-hmm. not just Vice President Biden, but also um, his running mate, Kamala. Mm-hmm. She's just all over the place. Yeah. Because uh, she, at, one, one point, at one point in the beginning, she said, um, she not, not like in the beginning of her being announced as a running mate, but her campaign from last year when she ran for president herself in the primary debate she said uh biden you're a racist and then now when asked about it why she like off accepted the the running mate job she was like it was a debate so she's really hypocritical very flip-flopping everywhere yeah she has no principles keep in mind my views are my views and we the people show um we stand to be nonpartisan. Exactly, and I was about to say, uh, even though right now we, we're sounding like we're pro-Trump, but we're actually not. We're just stating the facts of what's what we observe. Yeah. As regards to President Trump himself and the Republican Party, I believe that they should stop calling like every opponent of their agenda socialists because take Andrew Yang, for example, yeah. Chelsea, they're not socialists. They've been saying it, the, the Republicans, they've been saying it like since the primaries began. Yeah, I, I 100% agree because my problem is when Republicans call every Democrat a socialist is that it cheapens the actual meaning of it. And you can't, and then that, when, anytime like someone says socialist to like a candidate who actually is a socialist like Bernie Sanders or AOC, mm-hmm. Ilhan Omar, then... Um, then people aren't gonna really believe you because they'll just say, "Oh, you call every Democrat a socialist," which is why, like, I'm not a big fan of calling Joe Biden a socialist because fiscally he's pretty moderate, mm-hmm. but you know he's 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 nothing like the progressive wing of the Democrat Party. He's establishment, so it, I think it's important Republicans draw a distinction there. Yeah, and I mean it's been going on for before Trump, even before Romney, and it was around the McCain era. In the 2008 yeah. election, like, Obama was called socialist. socialist yeah. <laughs> and as a little kid at the time, I obviously doesn't give a crap about yeah. politics. I mean, kids are just kids. Yeah, it's like the same thing calling Trump a fascist. Like he's not a fascist, and Obama's not a communist. Uh, and many other people have brought it brought it up. Think about it, y'all. If Trump was actually a fascist, y'all wouldn't be like alive. Y'all would be like in prison, maybe executed. If Trump, that's what fascists do. And if Trump was a fascist, we wouldn't be having uh, another election to see if he gets another term. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Congress, basically the other branches, legislative, Supreme Court, they might be disbanded and arrested by force. Yeah. Because we, it's, it was evident in actual fascist regime in history, like Nazi Germany and, and uh, the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Fascists take power by disarming and 
silencing this silencing dissenting speech yeah that's why it's important like a lot of people on our college campus study their history right so you know anytime they say fascist like it doesn't uh, the meaning isn't cheapened and as for the college campuses then leftist indoctrination i have already went covered that in an episode last month i believe so check it check it out y'all if y'all would like and uh this election is and I, I believe in my opinion it's a lot crazier than the 2016 one yeah especially the uh, whole freaking pandemic yeah. <laughs> and like you, you might even like have some states where you're uh, only gonna mail in your ballots or i mean your state's gonna send you like ballots automatically if you're a registered voter and just to clarify folks uh, there's a difference between vote by or mail-in ballots and absentee voting mm-hmm. absentee voting is when you request one right. i did that over the summer when i voted in my local district election and uh, vote voting by mail that's uh, you get a ballot even if you don't request one right and like they automatically send it to you like what they're doing in california and, and in texas what we're doing uh we're basically saying uh, you better have a good reason to get a val- uh, absentee ballot. Like, for example, if you're not going to be in your county during the election, during early voting, uh, something like that. Or if you're sick uh, in bed. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did by voting absentee-wise over the summer since I was absent from my county. Hence the name absentee. Yes. <laughs> so... Bradley, I guess, uh, oh yeah, should we also mention that local elections matter just as much as federal? Very much so. Very much so, because um, <clears throat> I think, uh, like, uh, if someone wants to create a political movement, I think you start with local elections. After local elections, you get to the county level, county, then state, and state, federal level. Right. Don't, like, set your goals or point of view too high because an internship for example if you want to get a internship in politics don't go straight for a white house one start nice and easy nice and low at a for example a state legislature a state house yeah as a bradley had an internship so did i mm-hmm. yeah you got seats in it <laughs> yeah I, I you're higher than me <laughs> <laughs> i talked about it folks donna campbell and uh, for Bradley, it was Kyle uh, Biederman. Yeah, state rep Kyle Biederman of the yeah. 73rd uh, Texas House District. Cool. So state legislature first, folks, and then work your way up to the higher offices. If y'all's career goals were, you know, in politics. Right. That, that, yeah, maybe you could start off with, uh, you know, being a intern for your uh, city hall. Your local city you hall, go. or uh, and then you know we could work in your state legislature, and then maybe you could intern for uh, a congressman, congresswoman, for the United States House of Representatives, and get a senator, um, then hopefully the White House. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a huge honor to meet the president. Yeah. And it it helps if you have those connections. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't hurt. All right, folks. Uh, this wraps up. Uh, our journey here regarding current events. I hope things, you know, calm down for a while. But who knows? We're not. We don't have time machine. We don't. We're not all psychics. And as for next week, stay tuned. 
prepare yourselves for an analysis and ex expectations of the first Trump-Biden debates. Bradley, what would, just uh, briefly, what would you think they would go down? Uh, well, I think what's going to happen is uh, uh, Biden's going to start talking and then uh, uh, he's going to say something that doesn't make any sense at all. And then Trump's going to call him Sleepy Joe on stage. <laughs> yeah, and then slam his past policies. Talk about how weak he was on China and, uh, you know, how Trump actually, uh, as recently in the news, made peace with, got Israel to make peace with two Arab states, uh, United Arab Emirates and Bahrain. And, uh, and uh, he's been getting our troops out of the Middle East. Well, under Biden, he voted for the Iraq War. And... The Middle East got into even more chaos under the Obama administration. Well, it's gotten a little bit better under Trump. Yeah, I'd say yeah. the first debates is going to be interesting. Well, next week, you'll hear from me or Bradley. It depends on which one of us would take the time to to break it down because uh, we're both college students. We're both busy. Bradley's uh, managing money with economics and <laughs> I'm reporting on the field as a reporter, the journalist. Yeah. And as an econ major, I can tell you that the economy is uh, it's not in good shape right now. We're, we're in a recession, but uh, in a couple of years, I, I think we can climb out of it. I uh, just hope those state governments uh, uh, reduce their restrictions and allow local economic growth uh, in their states. Hopefully. Yeah. If they do it right. Yeah. And as for a journalist, as a journalist, I can proudly report. Safely, yeah. I could. I'm proud to report that uh, finding a job if you're in college after graduation is possible, just harder. Keep trying, guys. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll, we will see y'all next week. Thank y'all. We, the people of the United States, to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution.